Welcome. Selfie time. We're back with the Young Jerks. <laughs> My name is Mike Crawford. We got a few more people here. I'm the host, uh, Young Jerks. Got a good guest here. We also have uh, a guy over here, a dude. I don't even know. Sir oh, Troll J. Simpson. What? Troll J. Simpson, yes. <laughs> yes. In the building. I don't hear myself. Should I, I don't either. I don't hear anything on my headphones. But I can hear you guys, so why do I need the headphones? Because uh, I'm deaf. <laughs> That's why I need them. So I'm going to let them go. Did I? Something happened to the headphones, but that's all right. We I can hear you. You right? can hear so me. I don't yeah, have to yeah have you don't have to have them. We don't. We're not taking any oh, phone calls either. So. Oh, okay, so perfect. Then Boom. Yeah. So, also known as Calvin Feliciano. Yes. Yes. What's up, bro? I'm good. Who? We have someone special here too. Very special. Roxbury goddess in the building. Oh, I love that Roxbury goddess. I yes. love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would agree with that. Somebody I've looked up to for a long time. Um, and we had the privilege of helping uh, get elected to the Boston City Council. He was on a my true team, my Roxbury activist. Yes. Um, City Council Kim Janey. Welcome hey. to the show. Thank you for Took having me. To go with the Tito. She's greener than Tito, too, because she doesn't do the, um, she doesn't even got the Prius. No Prius? So we're moving no, like greener I, I my, and greener. She a walker. She a true Bostonian. She be walking. Oh, you walk here? Walking in, in, in MBTA. Really? Yeah. Chuck Taylor, did you walk here? Yeah. You I didn't walk there. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Boston City Council Kim Janey here. Hey. Welcome. Thank I mean, you. you you handled me. I love this, too. You're, like, so prepared. You, you brought me everything I want to look at, and it's basically this bill that we all have been talking about. Uh, you brought the whole thing for me, like, so prepared, which is awesome. There it is. And immediately I could look at it and answer one of my questions right away. Nice. Which is awesome. Uh, what is this thing called? It's called a uh, an ordinance establishing equitable regulation of the cannabis industry of the city of Boston. That's right. And so that's really what we want to get right to. It's okay. what everyone's like interested in. Uh, what's going on in the city of Boston? It's been uh, a topic of discussion. Some people think it's not happening quickly enough, and uh, other people are really happy about this. What I have in my hand. So why don't you tell us about what this is? What I'm describing so city council Janie. this is an ordinance that would put some much needed structure in place it would create an equity program for the city of boston so there's clear criteria on what it would mean to qualify as an equity applicant mm. it puts criteria in place for any applicant whether uh, equity or non-equity just so that we know how we should be looking to judge uh, different applications as they come to the city it creates a board so there would be a Boston Cannabis Board that would kind of oversee the entire process. It puts in place a registry uh, with mappings to ensure that we all know uh, what is coming down the pike in terms of where different applications are in the process, mm. uh, who's getting ready to open, and where these um, businesses will be located. And maybe most important, besides the equity program, which is clearly very important, it creates a fund, so it establishes a fund to take the revenue from taxes uh, and any fees to reinvest back into communities that have been harmed by the war on drugs to support Ooh. small business development. Excellent. So I, I'm pretty excited about it. It's uh, if pe people know, 2016 the law passed. So and and what I tell people, this is not an ordinance to promote. 
cannabis. It's to promote equity in the industry. So Boston is slated to have 51 uh, businesses open up. And as if we're going to have 51 businesses, it's important to me to make sure um, that we are doing all we can to right the wrongs of mass incarceration and the war on drugs and making sure that people, particularly communities of color that have been harmed by the war on drugs, have an opportunity to get into this uh, billion-dollar industry. Mm. And so if we're serious about closing the wealth gap, here's a way that we can do it. So here's real concrete solution tools that we can use to help. With so that. where is this right now? This has been offered by you. Yep. Where is it? In the so process? I introduced it a, a couple of weeks ago. And so now it's in committee because it's an ordinance. It's in the GovOps committee. And the next step will be to have a city council hearing where we can have more discussion. So I had a hearing back in December. Um, it's just a regular hearing order. I followed that up with a working session in January. Uh, we heard from several advocates, and I'm very grateful for their input, uh, for their expertise on this issue, uh, for helping to shape this. And that was in January, and then early February I, in I introduced the ordinance. So now the next step is we'll have a hearing. Perhaps some of the language might be changed a little bit. You know, we'll see. I have to negotiate that with my colleagues on the council. And then it'll come back to the council for a vote, and it'll go to the mayor to be signed. So that's, those are the steps in the process. Now, I, I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm understanding, you know, different ways that people can apply. What, what happens to the dispensaries who are already going through the process when this is new to them yep so um, the language in this ordinance says that anyone prior to February 1st uh, is kind of grandfathered in and so this would go into effect for anyone who applies after February February 1st huh. okay um, and you know one of the things that because we had someone on uh, a couple weeks ago who had talked about Boston and he was really happy with what you were doing one of the concerns he had, he was worried that uh, people from outside of Boston wouldn't be allowed to get in, like, you know, people from maybe Brockton, people from Massachusetts residents who qualify in every other way on this. And I'm reading it, and it looks like, no, that's not true. They, they could actually have a shot. Well, it depends. So there, if you look here, there are a number of criteria. Uh, and it says here that 51% of the ownership has to meet three out of the five. Right, so right. if you meet three out of the five and you l live somewhere else, you could potentially qualify. Um, but it is written in such a way to give local preference to uh, local businesses from the Boston area, particularly from communities of color, um, so that they can get into the game. But it would not exclude or prohibit someone from outside of Boston. Uh, which I like. And it's, you know, focusing on, like, I'll read some of the things that the criteria A person who has a past conviction for the possession, sale, or trafficking of marijuana, so who has been a resident of Boston far. for the last 12 months, yep. or a person who is married to or is a child of a person with a past conviction for the possession of marijuana sale oh. trafficking or has been a resident of Boston for the last uh, past 12 months. So, you know, there's different criteria that yep. people could... A person who is black, African-American, uh, Hispanic or Latino dis d descent is also another criteria. Yep. Nice. A Residency, person who has yep. an annual household, ha household income is below 400% of the federal poverty level. Mm. So there's several ways you can qualify. So this is good. I like this. I like the, the way you're going about this. You give them... You know, not just cookie cutter and just this is the only way you can apply, but there's several ways. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the things I would I would wonder too is um, 
not that I'm looking to get in the industry, but there are some people who have been harmed without even a conviction. Right. Because oftentimes in Massachusetts, it would be continue without a finding, but the damage would be already done. You lost your job, yep. you lost your career, you lost your whatever it is. So I, I would wonder if, if uh, maybe that could even be fine too. Yep. There would be a, an arrest. Right. And that's why. Yeah. Right. And that's oh, why the conviction specifically. Conviction. Conviction. Okay. So we could okay. even say yeah. arrest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We could say arrest. Um, and this point. is why the hearing is important, so that yeah. we can have. But maybe I'm wrong because maybe right. some people will say you know an arrest isn't the same as a conviction. Well, you know, it's certainly not the same. Right. As a not the same, but it can right. lead to things. I mean, for instance, and I was building on this. Uh, one of my boys, I'm waiting for him to jump on, um, hit me up and was like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk about that. Because do you remember when we got committed to DYS, we were, um, it was, I think, uh, the year 2000. I was 15. He might have been 14. And we were both on probation as juveniles. And we got caught downtown smoking weed at the, like, at the train station before we go you know, and so, and so they happened? caught us, and then we had like another twenty bag with us. I mean, we're talking about small amounts <laughs> of so, marijuana. And what's the twenty bag? Is that like the like the inflation yeah. at that of time? It was like two grand personal use. Is that inflation a for we're a nickel bag? Yeah, what's yeah. The 20, a twenty we're bag. This much, and yeah. the cops took us, arrested us. Now we didn't get convicted on that, but because we were on probation, mm. right? They were like, okay, you already had this over your head. You're committed to DYS till eighteen. Yeah, and we didn't have a conviction on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were still we armed. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah. day our lives changed, yeah. and I had to do eight months. He did six. See, that's crazy. That's At crazy. Fifteen and fourteen years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to come back to something you said, Mike, around people losing their jobs, because I think that's another issue that we have to tackle. And I think there's some legislation at the State House mm-hmm. um, that would address that, which is really important because here we now have something that is legal, but yet there are so many industries that would do, do test oh, regularly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you could lose your job over testing, um, is it positive? You're right. No, you're not supposed to say dirty. T- testing positive. That's, That's right. right. Dirty. Oh, we no, always have that dirty. About, but we got to change our testing language, Testing positive for cannabis. So, for example, you could be on vacation somewhere, or maybe you indulge every day. Who knows? I don't know. Let's I do say, pretty much. Let's say you were on Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Listen, let's say you were on vacation. Oh, they're know. asking if you could put your headphones on. Oh, okay. I can. Thank you. She ain't trying to mess up the swag. Is that Roxbury exactly. swag? I'm going to do like man. this. Is this good? You don't want to mess up the swag of the curls, bruh. Yeah, I can hear everybody. Oh, you guys can't hear me? No, but I don't think I don't the headphones are going to make a difference. Eye, but I can hear you guys from in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so say you're on vacation. Say you indulge because you're on vacation. Say you come back two weeks later. I don't know how long it stays in your system, but I think it's, it's in month. there for... The so, so there it is. So let's say then you get tested. And then you're being penalized for something that you did right. two weeks ago yes. on your own time right. on vacation. And not just penalized, like people can lose their jobs. That's right. And so or even after work. Like, you know, I, I, I uh, run a business by day. I, I, I have back pain, but usually it's okay in the morning. Right. I don't use it till after work. Right. Like what? Some people drink a beer after work. Right. Or they have an oxycodone for their pain, which is not a, probably the best thing. But, hey. After work. After but, work. And, and again, so th- an important distinction. So I'm certainly not advocating that anyone show up right. to work impaired, that anyone drive a car impaired. Right. We're not, and again, I'm not promoting cannabis. We're promoting equity here. Right. It's clearly just to say if we are going to have this, 
which we are because of the 2016 ballot initiative, then how do we roll this out in a fair, just, equitable way? That's all. Simple. And so far, like we, we're seeing it has not been just or equitable. And, you know, I know a lot of people, we, we have different folks that watch the show, different people in the community. And uh, some people really like when we talk about people of color and, and, and making, you know, reparations and things like that, when we talk about, you know, to, and, and a lot of this is to, to, to fix what was wrong in the past. I do see that. But other people I feel like, hey, it shouldn't be based on color. And usually those are white people, by the way. Of course. But, you but know, we have to look at our history and we've got to understand it. And we're not just talking about 400 years ago, because we could certainly talk about um, how people of color, particularly black people, have been oppressed in this country for centuries, but if we just look at our recent history mm. in terms of the war on drugs and who has been locked up, arrested, convicted, right. and locked up right. away from their families, unable to contribute to the household in terms of income, impacting their future income in terms of their retirement and what they're contributing toward that, um, just the trauma that that causes a right. community, a family, that's real. So we look at uh, who uses marijuana, um, equally between black and white so and, and relatively use it a little more but, but relatively much similar pretty Rel close right. pretty close pretty much even but then we look at who is serving time it's six times higher for black folks so sure. i think it's important that we understand that and the way the law is written the way the regulations are written and this is at the state level make clear that this that we have to be intentional about giving opportunity to those who were harmed disproportionately that's right, that's right. Um, i'm down i'm and so, down and this is why it's a, and it's not enough to do it at the state we've got to make sure that different municipalities yes. are being intentional about putting a program in place that will help because we see is you know we've we've got some good language in terms of the state law and the regulations but yet and still we we have not had an economic empowerment applicant come forward and actually get a license That's right. here. So and there's and still a lot of work to do. Boston, I mean, 50, 51 stores and all those people swept away, yeah. all my people. And, and right. I love your point of we're not even talking about reparations on 400 years ago. We're talking about four and a half years ago. Right. Four and a half years right. ago, people are still going to jail uh, right. for marijuana. Right. Or right. even right now. Here. Oh, even absolutely. still. Even, even still. Right still. Right. Yes. But, you know, the thing I want to bring up, Bob. Even if you throw all that out, I'm like I, I I'm not throwing it out. Like I, I'm totally down on everything you're saying. I agree 100. Mm -hmm. percent But there are people that aren't, and if you're not, you still have to agree that the way it's happening right now, where it's mostly not even just it is mostly white males, but even let's get beyond the white males, it's mega buck white males. Like the, it's Walmart. And it's the guys that weren't involved. Well, they, they weren't arrested. Right. They weren't doing what I was doing, going up to the state house. They weren't doing protests. They weren't doing marches. They weren't giving us money to change the law. They weren't, uh, you know, working with inner city youth. They weren't going to the jails. They weren't doing any of these things that we're talking about. And now they're the ones that are going to be profiting. So this is great because this helps everyone. No matter what camp you're in, if you care about local people, Right. It's good for you, and especially people who are poor, right. people who are working class, because they're the ones, no matter, you know, look beyond even color. Every working class person was a target. And, and people of color, and if you, if you can agree with that, then you should realize that people of color were even more of a target than working class. 
you know this is all related so this is good for everybody yeah. absolutely and again so the equity program piece to it's just so that we're crystal clear says that 51 percent of your company has to meet three out of the five criteria it doesn't mean 100%. So there's an opportunity here for folks to partner up. There's an opportunity. Oh, so you could have an investor maybe who doesn't meet you the could. criteria, but if most meet the criteria. If 51% meet three out of the five criteria. Word. And then what happens for, for the folks who do meet it under this ordinance, uh, you would get a two-year period of priority to be able to kind of just move through the process. Mm. Just only equity applicants. And then after the two-year uh, priority period, then we're calling for a two-to-one ratio. So for every non-equity applicant that moves through the system, there have to be two oh, equity applicants. One applicant that doesn't meet that criteria, right? Yeah. Three to five on 51%. You have to have two that do. Yes. Right. And so every time one of those rich guys want to come in exactly. and, and drop a lot drop of money exactly. and, and come We're in, then you got to make two, two more. local folks from the community. And exactly. Somerville, they've done a one-to-one. You guys have one up them now. Yeah, so Somerville did a one-to-one. -one. I uh, certainly looked at Somerville as a model. They did some good work over there. And, you know, I just figured, hey, why not two-to-one? And it came up at the hearing. You know, someone. Um, By the way, don't say we copy in Somerville because no, we no, we're doing one. better. No, than I'm, saying, I'm saying two to one. It's two to one. No, yeah. they got one twice to one as in Somerville. It's twice as much as Somerville. Yeah, That's right. And Somerville was supposed to be the best. Well, now they're, they're good. They did good work, and I'm grateful for their work. They, uh, they, right. Um, in fact, their city councilor uh, J T Scott came to my hearing mm. in December, nice. shared the work that they had done, and that helped inform this. But I, you know, wanted to do two to one. Why not? We need to the one exactly. here, Boston. I mean, if we're serious about closing the wealth gap, if we're serious about repairing the harms from the war on drugs and mass incarceration, then to me, that's the starting. It point. makes total that's sense. That's just where we have to where total we have to sense. go. Right. I mean, there was a there was a Boston Globe uh, coverage of this study that was done where the average person, certain parts of Boston, for people of color, eight dollar net worth. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, this is an obvious way that you can start. Right. And so let's be away. clear. So. That study came out in 2015. It's the Color of Wealth study that the Federal Reserve Bank did that found that for a black family in the city of Boston, their median wealth uh, was $8 compared to $247,500 for white families. Um, um, that's here day, in Boston. Yeah. And that study is now almost five years old. So that was 2015. Here we are four years later. Right. What will we be able to say we've done as a city to rectify that? I bet it's oh, of worse. course. And if we don't do this, it will get worse. Right. Because we know that income inequality is just growing, that, that wages for poor black and brown folks aren't going up. But in fact, just for the top you know, wealthy... In, in this country and that's true for Boston as well so you know I'm scared that we're going to see six dollars right when we revisit this and if we put something like this in place this gives people this gives us an opportunity or it might ironically it might go up for the wrong reasons because the families that are most at the bottom see that eight dollars is an average if you right. are a black family that goes back a couple generations you maybe own a home in the Bury or in Dorchester you're a lot better off the people that are most vulnerable are just getting flushed out mm -hmm. um so that might ironically go up for the wrong reasons because people are moving out. out. Uh, right. Gentrification. 
exactly bad. exactly um, can i say real quick shout out to roxbury man this is a good time in the bury you have th- this going on which i think is the most important because it's the most local um she what she was referring to earlier and we're gonna have her on and uh, like mid-march uh representative china tyler from roxbury has a couple bills in the state house one that would take away all penalties one expungement on exactly. marijuana completely exactly the second one banning workplaces that are not federal from testing or firing you for positive tests. Is right. that the one Jason Lewis is doing too? Or is it similar? He's I got, doubt. He's got his he? own bill. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. He, he, she might be working with him. About he might have show. to set yeah. aside. She has yeah. the house side. And, um, and then she has another one that says probation and parole can't get taken into account. So you can't get a violation on probation and parole for, for smoking exactly. cannabis. That's Good. a big deal. I, you know, I'm, at, big the, I'm at just at the place where I think if you were arrested and convicted over some low-level marijuana, just open up the doors and let people out. Yes. In fact, set them up so they can start their own business. Yes. <laughs> and and we build their lives. Like, it's, it's crazy to me. Mm. It's crazy. Now, I want to say this because I think this is important, too. Um, you know, there... There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. People are worried. People think, you know, that this is not good uh, in terms of, of having uh, cannabis stores uh, in, in our city, in our community. And, and I get that. I understand that um, for forever, not for years, but forever you've been told that this is wrong, that it's bad, um, and that people don't necessarily maybe know the medical benefits you, you talked earlier about that right. you use this for medical reasons um they may not you know i don't know if people are looking at this through a racial justice lens or an or an economic justice lens but here we are according to state law we're gonna have 51 so you know we're beyond the point of whether we want one or don't want one um we're going to have them who you know, how are we going to roll this out and who will get to benefit is to me. going to be guys from Canada. <laughs> right. And, Do and, we and want Tom Baker from Ohio yeah, or from Street. Colorado or yeah. California, anywhere? Or are we going to support our local businesses, mm. our brothers and sisters right here in our community um, who want to get into this industry? And mind you, this is a billion dollar industry. Shout out to Tito Jackson. Yep. He's doing, doing his, his thing. thing. Exactly. Yeah. We, we got a question, too, on this. Um, oh, okay. This is Joseph Gilmore. He represents a lot of uh, folks of color. Shout out to Joe Gilmore. In this industry. This is what he does. He's a young man. He's awesome. He says if families of color have no capital, how will they obtain a cannabis license? Equity applicants need funding. Funds should come from 2% gross profits of these national companies. What yep. So I'm, I support that. I certainly support that. I think that the non-equity applicants who um, are already out there should be contributing to a fund. I don't know, folks. I assume you guys saw the article um, just the other day. It came out of the, the hearing of the Cannabis Control Commission. I think it was on Thursday that they're looking to set up a fund. Yes. My ordinance creates a fund um, to reinvest back into communities that have been harmed. So you, specifically this, this, this ordinance would create a fund? Absolutely. Using Where the, the, money the tax from? revenue. From the tax revenue. That's what I was going to ask so you. So it's 3% tax so revenue wow. for the city as well as any, let's say. So you're you part of the 3% that Boston's going to get from these huge dispensaries that are already getting licensed. Some of that money is going to go to the... Well, I'd like to see all act, three. All of it, yeah. That's what <laughs> I'd like to see. How does that work? I, I want to see... Well, we got to get much? we got to get this passed, and of course there'll be people who have questions about whether we should use all of it, but I think all of it would be good, and any additional 
fees, let's say we do an application fee, three hundred dollars mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. apply, then all of that could be reinvested as well. Um, I think the other thing um, here, though, is if we're going to have a two-year period where only equity applicants are moving forward as defined by 51% ownership meeting three out of the five criteria, um, I'm thinking that other larger companies will say, hey, I don't want to wait two years. Let me try to partner. Let me work that with you. you. Right. Yeah. You so wait, are you, you saying that two capital? years? Is that what you think? Two years of only the empowerment oh, applicants? Yes. But people, two years? People who qualify under this definition here, that, two years the only ones. priority just, for them. That's yes, it. absolutely. I, I got another Go question. Absolutely. Man. We got a question absolutely. from uh, We Dan. better be watching. Let's hope the, the sister <laughs> don't get shot out here oh, by these people. We got to be careful. We got to keep you safe. We got to keep don't you safe Don't say stuff like that. Man, they come in. Walmart of marijuana. Listen, and we can handle that. them. No, but I got a question from Dan yes. Adams. He's a Boston Globe reporter. Yes, Listen he, in. Is. he says, "Hi everyone, Hi, Councilor Janie. How are you? Any conversations hey, hey, hey. with the Walsh uh, administration about the ordinance yet? Do you think the mayor will support it or a version of it? Um, also, I think he had another question too. Uh, here it is. How will the city ensure equity applicants are really locally owned? So he's got a couple questions there. So great questions as always. Um, I did speak with the mayor before I even uh, introduced the ordinance. So he knew that this was coming. And everyone should know because I did the hearing order back in December. I did a working session in January. Um, the mayor has said publicly uh, that he supports equity. I think if you care about equity, here it is. Here it is. So I'm looking forward to more conversation with the administration, the mayor's office. Um, right now, there, there is no definition. When I had my hearing back in December, the city of Boston was not even asking the question, no, do you qualify as a social equity? Yeah. Uh, or as an economic empowerment. Yeah, it wasn't being discussed It, it wasn't all. even on the application. Which is crazy in the city of Boston. Not at all. So I think if we care about it, we've got to be intentional and we've got to define it. So how, and here's to me, I like how, how you're defining it. it. Here's how I'm defining it. Too. It's not just like cookie cutter. Right. There's several ways you can qualify, exactly. but you still have to qualify. Um, but the, uh, going back to that last question, because this is coming up in Somerville too. Apparently they had a hearing. And some of my friends who had attended who uh, are applicants and they don't have a lot of money. And they're watching and they like what Somerville is doing. But it seemed like to them that all the rich guys were there trying to ask the city council how they could circumvent this. How they could get around it. What are the, what's the game? And, and a lot of them, um, it seems like the city council kind of poo-pooed them in Somerville. Anyways, but this is, becomes a big question. How do you make sure... That equity applicants are really locally owned. So my ordinance here has specific language around. Um, so if you turn the page here under point eight thirteen point six. Thirteen point six. We ask for a lot of disclosure. So the other thing that we run up in anything, whether we're talking about this industry or another industry, are folks who are trying to gain the system. So it asks for clear ownership and contact information of the owners. I want to know what the percentages are. Like, it's not enough to say, oh, I got this group here. I want to know how much do you have, Calvin? Yes. How much do you have, Mike? I want to know. I want full disclosure of the investors as well. Nice. Um, because people are asking those questions. When you go to the community meetings, people want to know. Definitely. They don't want... So what this ordinance does, it puts forth some clarity 
some transparency and the opportunity for accountability. We need clarity, transparency, and accountability. And we can get that by having people disclose all of this information that's in this section here. This is awesome. If people want to support this in the city of Boston, what can they do? Um, they can certainly show up at the hearing. We've got a tentative date uh, of March 12th, but don't, I mean, make sure that you're getting, that you're confirming that. Um, so there's a tentative date for the next hearing of March 12th. March 12th tentative date, that's a Tuesday? Yes, I believe it's a Tuesday. Um, but it's tentative, so let's circle back. <laughs> so I shouldn't even be talking about it because it's tentative. Um, people should certainly show up. Uh, wherever people live in the city, people should come. Um, they should be emailing um, their, their city councilors, the, the mayor. People should be engaged in the conversation. Can I people, your if, office number here? Um, sure. Okay. Uh, people have uh, if people have ideas or thoughts or you know language that they want to kind of strengthen this or you know I'm open to that. That's if they what, want to take a look at it. You can email them. Oh, well, it's if, they, if they email me, they I can email. It. But it is it's available. If you go to the city of Boston's uh, website for the city council and you just uh, look up the date, I think this was uh, February sixth that I introduced it, um, you'll be able to find it there. Mm. But I'm happy. If anyone reaches out to me, I'm happy to um, make sure that they get a copy awesome. of it. I want to ask you a couple more cannabis yes. questions, too. Uh, the city of Austin, um, you, you mentioned the Cannabis Control Commission. They're talking about delivery only, um, which would allow uh, more people of color and uh, disproportionately harm to get into the industry, less capital overhead. Yep. Um, and they're also talking about social consumption. Are yep. you aware of this? Would you? Are you? Do you want to see those happen in the city of Boston? Where would you be so when I, that comes up? I would say, as chair of the small business committee on the city council, I am uh, all for people from our community coming together to be innovative and creative around uh, business opportunities. I think in terms of delivery, that's great. Certainly lower overhead and those who want to get into it, great. But I don't, I want to be clear that I don't want people to be locked out of the retail side. The money, when we're talking about closing the wealth gap, when we're talking about a billion dollar industry, much of that is in the retail side of it. So I want to make sure that folks can get into that as well. In terms of social consumption, um, you know, people are going to need a place to indulge. Just like we have bars for people who want to drink a beer or have a glass of wine, you're going to need a place for people to indulge. We know that many people live in apartments. Uh, in fact, the majority of people in the city of Boston live in apartments um, and are not able to smoke in their own apartments. Um, we don't want people... Right now, I see a lot of people who smoke in cars. Right. Um, we don't want people to smoke in cars. We don't pe want people to smoke in streets. They can't smoke in their house. Where are they going to smoke? They're going to they need a place. Cars. That's what happens a lot. Well, you so know, people are going to need that. Um, they're going to need a place right. to consume. What, however, whatever. That, so, like do. a cigar bar, I guess that's. I mean, what you look at how many people live in condos, apartments, oh, or yeah. dorm rooms in Boston. Yep. Or, <laughs> I mean, or public that's housing. That's pretty much everybody. Or Even the rich folks yep. living in their condos, they they really can't smoke. You can't smoke, right? I can't. Right. I, I live in a condo. We we have you to go outside and smoke on the porch. Right. You know, in the rain. And the snow and the so um, so I think that's coming down the line. Um, but I mean, this is a whole new frontier. This is like a whole new thing. Let's I've do learned. A cafe. Let's do Rock's Buddy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Rock's Buddy Cafe. This Let's be get great. it popping. Yeah. yeah.
talking about Dudley Doe. Okay, Dudley Bud, right next door to Dudley Doe. <laughs> you get your Bud, and then you have you a sandwich. Slices, yeah. I would love that. On? I'm down. I we need social consumption big time in every city in town. Like yeah. it just needs. So it. I believe that that's that's coming down the pike. And again, I'm going to be advocating to make sure that people who have been harmed from the war on drugs have an opportunity to kind of get into that industry as well. I mean, now, I, have I just you been think hearing, it's uh, City Councilor Janie, have you been hearing from other cities and towns about your proposal? Like, say, you know, asking for copies of it. And, or and other states? Yeah, I mean, because this, this is innovative. <laughs> this is what, you know, a lot of, when we talk to other people in other cities and towns, they're like, geez, we wish we had a city or town like Somerville or Boston that actually hmm. is at least starting to address this. Right. Right. And it's important that we get this right at the beginning and we're already behind. So the law was passed in 2016. Truth be told, there should have been some structure in place long before I even joined the city council. That's right. Truth be told. That's right. Like I, you know, I've only been on the council now 14 months. We're stalling playing politics. So we need. So while I appreciate that we're having this conversation somewhat early in many ways, we're still kind of behind. Yeah. Like, you know, having some sort of structure about how this is going to roll out could have happened right after or soon after. I mean, I know we had to, you know, uh, get regulations and all of that. So I've, I feel good about where we are, but I, I hope that we move forward. So um, I welcome people to engage in this process and, and share their thoughts and their ideas. I have another question too, cannabis related, but not not on this even topic. You may not like it because we, we we really want to talk about this ordinance that you brought because this is really important. Yep. But th- there's also something that came uh, to light this weekend on the Boston Freedom Rally, the Hemp Fest. Um, they're now like the city council did some hearings on it, and now they're only going to give them one day. I just I I hate it honestly. I feel like uh, they should at least let them do Saturday and Sunday. I feel like it brings a lot of money to the city of Boston. Like we, we, we're, we're the city of Boston allows the Patriots to bring 1.5 million people drunk, a lot of them drunk, on a Tuesday morning huh. and ruin the commuters' day. But we're talking about a weekend event, and we have to only have one day now. Do you? Where, can you say something about that? Um, so I really don't know a lot about it. I know it happens. I usually, uh, to the extent that I've ever seen it with my own eyes I've kind of stumbled upon it like all of a sudden there are a bunch of people in the common why are they here I'm just trying to go to Macy's what's happening (laughs) (laughs) Um, smells good out here (laughs) (laughs) now that I'm on the council though I do so there was this hearing um, and I know that there were a lot of complaints around trash and noise and traffic. And I, you know, I understand any kind of festival, just or a parade or a concert or anything, is going to bring a lot of people, uh, you know, trash, traffic, etc. Um, you know, I don't. I, I'm not necessarily here to advocate for it's Hempfest. Sure, Hempfest. Um, if we're talking about a business opportunity where black and brown folks can get their foot in the door, and are they like the we organizers? We have three days if we're going to be up there slanging and providing. I don't, I don't know. We can do three days. I, I guess I understand days. that there are people who have uh, enjoyed this uh, festival for a number of years, but I also understand, particularly for the folks who live in the area, that this is a nightmare for them. Um, so I, 
I don't know. I didn't know that it went from three to one. Yeah. Or I didn't even realize one. it was three until the hearing. Yeah. Because I think I remember it was just the Saturday. It used wasn't to be it? one day, and then they went to two, and then they went to three. Okay. So it's been Friday. Yeah, Saturday, they were saying Sunday, that people are camping years. out with tents, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have. I mean, I, I, I need to get high in a tent in the Boston. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I think it has gotten bigger. I think last year there was more trash. I think there were more problems, but I think. That Mascan really wants to fix it, and I just think that... Uh, Is that the group that does it? Yeah. So, I think involving them and coming up with some of the solutions to all of the challenges that were presented, at least that, that I heard at the city council hearing, would be a good next step. Yeah, and I think they, they actually took it pretty well. Like, uh, like in the past, Mascan sued the city like six, seven times because... Wow. The mayor, mayor it was settled with Menino and then Walsh, they kept blocking them. They wouldn't give them a permit. So the only way they could get a permit was to sue, and they would always win. How did they get permits when it was illegal? They sued. To get a permit to do yeah. something that's illegal? It's, well, it's, it's <laughs> freedom of speech. Oh. That's what it was. They won on freedom of speech. And that's what it was. It was a rally to change the law, really. You know? Okay. And people would do their civil disobedience, but, you know, I mean, they weren't doing anything illegal as an organization, really, except holding a free speech rally where people would end up smoking up. No, and that's what I kind of... Yeah. But it's that kind stands of, out the, to me. It's, it's kind of one like of the issues, too, in the Freedom Rally and yeah. the Hempfest, too, is like, back then, there was no glass. There was no... There was nothing sold. And as the laws become... Do people sell things there? Well, they're not supposed to. That was oh. another issue. There were ah. some, oh. some things going on that shouldn't have been. But again, the, I feel like it's growing pains. I don't think Mascan was involved in it. I think that... Things kind of got out of control a little bit, but I think that they're willing to work it out. And they're down to one day, and they're not talking about suing, which I think is a good sign for Mascan. I mean, I almost want them to sue because I, I'm, I, I think they should be able to do two days. But it is what it is. I just, I just hope that uh, it doesn't kill their event. Well, can that's I say what one I'm afraid thing of. for also for viewers to understand is that like I feel like there's sometimes the extra stigma of it being marijuana that makes those complaints somehow harder. So you hear people in the area talk about like there's trash, there's but if you look at what happens already, if you look at what happens with other festivals in terms of what I mean, you you posted something that I thought was amazing that showed like the subway. There was subway at ten thirty a.m. on the orange line on a Tuesday morning. Beer all in there, so pee, much beer puddles of on the pee, ground that it was puddles, bottles pee, of pee, throw up, people fighting and, and all this the crazy day. stuff. That's okay though. And that's cool. Because it's Tom yeah. Brady. Well, I'm not advocating <laughs> for that either. Oh, of course. I just mean that I feel like it's it's extra, right? Like no, no, when no. You, you're, yeah. you're probably you know. right yeah. that there's an estate and, and I also feel like yeah. there is a component for the Freedom Rally that really was political. Like, that's one of the reasons we were there, because it was illegal. and We did help change the law. Um, and maybe it's, you know, time to change with the times now that we won as well, but... Um, interesting question. We want to talk more about this, though. Okay. An ordinance establishing equitable regulation of the cannabis industry in the city of Boston. I don't think anything is more needed right now mm. in the cannabis space. This is what everyone is talking about. This is where I get all the messages from people. Whether you're white, brown, purple, everyone is upset about this. Everyone is frustrated saying, you know, I busted my butt in my town to get us to able to open these shops for no money just because I wanted to see it happen and now it's these rich guys from Canada mm -hmm. who are shutting everyone else out of the industry Disgusting. and it's just not working in the state um, and this is why we need the two year period and yeah. and here's the thing. So here's here's the thing. Count. Listen, awesome. and, uh, and let's Crazy. be real. Let's be they clear. Back. The rich guys sit let's, back for two years. But I let's be it. real clear. 
The rich guys have had a head start. They have already. They've had a head start. They've already had two years. They've they've had more than yeah, two years. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of when uh, medical marijuana was legalized in this state, in terms of when recreational adult use was legalized in other states, you've had years and years of a head start. I won't even talk about centuries of a head start. Ah. Years and years of a head start, just as it relates to this. I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to have those who qualify as an equity applicant to have a period of priority, a period of preference where they can move through, where they can attract uh, investors uh, and, and the capital that they need to kind of start their business and, and open up shop. Me I too. Love it. And it's particularly important because of the zoning in Boston. So we know that once a shop opens up, then you've got the buffer zone. And if all of the big guys come, all of the rich folks come, to your point, then they open up a shop and they lock everyone out. So what we can't do is, you know, lock out the people who had been locked up. Or hire some locals or partner with partner with locals and they have 5% stake in it. Right. And or I'm you just got a black like CEO. Co but co -ops, no ops. No, right. We can do, we can be creative. There can be cooperatives that come. Um, you know, many folks talk about jobs. Jobs are good. I'm all for jobs. I'm all for good paying jobs. But I want to be crystal clear. I'm talking about ownership. Yeah. I'm talking ownership about ownership. Makes a yes. big difference. We're not gonna close the wealth gap talking about I'm gonna pay somebody fifteen dollars to be a bud tender right. or to do security. So we've got it be and so jobs Ooh, did are you important. Say bud tender? Is that's what they call yeah, them? I like, is that what they call that's them? That's what they call them. I don't be knowing nothing. You don't. Yeah. That's what they call them. Bud tender? I love that name. Them. Okay. They call them the bud tenders. Yeah. Um, I just went and saw one today. A nice. bud tender? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stocked up. Nice. You gotta follow Got Dan's Dan's uh, section in the Globe. You oh, gotta Dan get Adams, all yeah. that. You get all yeah. that good information. Ah, He'll ah, tell ah. you this week in weed. This yeah. yeah, and it's just it's a legit section. Yeah. So uh, can anyway, I ask a quick question about ownership. that fund? Just ownership. This is what I just want to be clear. Yeah. Ownership. Jobs are great, but we need ownership. Ownership is. And huge. you can partner. It's just if, if if all the big businesses are gonna come in and partner, you just can't be fifty-one percent. Right. Fifty-one percent gotta be to this. Be, I love it. Um, can I ask a question about that fund? So that fund, so let's say some monies go to fund. Let's yep. get whatever deal y'all work out. Yep. Um, and then that fund can pay for what? Ownership in marijuana or is it other projects it, in the it, community? It's, it's to be defined. And I think okay. the cannabis board that I'm seeking to create with this uh, ordinance could help shape that. Yeah. Um, certainly, I would want it to help those. I want it to be geared toward uh, communities that have been harmed, so disproportionately impacted yes. for small business development. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's got to be exclusively. Like, okay. I haven't written it in a way that it's exclusively cannabis, Good. but it could. I mean, we could have I'm that. Thinking, I'm like, open to that discussion. What like, happens we can have in three or four years if you're at your 51 licenses? Yeah. Right? But money's coming in. In three to four can, years? I don't know. Or whenever. And yeah. licenses are, you know, there's not going to be new licenses. So can that fund potentially be used well, for so, other entrepreneurial? So, so just to be clear, the 51 is not a cap. The 51 is a minimum. Oh, snap. At okay. least 51. So the formula is. Uh, is there a cap? It, uh, I don't think there's well, a cap, so it has to be. It has to be. It has to be twenty percent of the package store. So that's where the fifty-one comes from. So it's in the state law that it has to be twenty percent of what the uh, package stores are in the city of Boston. So that's where the fifty-one. So that's at least though. It's not a cap. Oh, you're talking about. The so we're not talking. We get yeah, talking to about the licenses. Oh, so we're not. We're not. We're not. So I don't know if there's a cap, but it's oh, not. Okay. Fifty-one's not the cap. Fifty-one's oh, the floor. The minimum. Wow. There has to be a minimum. Oh, Boston days about to be good. 
So it has to be a minimum of 51. And I'm saying of that 51. I got another question. Or more. Because it could it. be more. It's got to be people from communities that have been That's harmed. Right. That's what I'm saying. It. The other issue we, uh, I see at Boston, at least, uh, City Councilor, is you talk about the 51. And there was already some things done with uh, before you were there with City Council Flaherty. I, I had spoken to him for a Dig Boston story. I, I wrote about this. And it... I, I never got it nailed down, but I, I really suspect it was uh, there was a buffer set up, a half mile buffer zone. Yep. And I, I think it was set up, you know, pushed by the dispensary applicants that got the first license, and it, that is, I think is going to become a bigger issue. Where do you locate 51 dispensaries when there's a half mile buffer zone right. around existing ones? And that's ones? an excellent question. We're going to get rid of that. It, it's so, so that's a separate question than this ordinance. This ordinance does not talk about uh, the zoning. And you're right. That happened uh, before I got there. It, it calls for a half mile buffer for uh, one of these businesses in terms of uh, its uh, relation to another business, but also 500 feet for a school which is uh, hard enough yeah and so i i would love to see a map of boston given here's what we have coming in the pike here's where our schools are what would that look like what would 51 look like because i think you know part of the the fear and anxiety that many uh residents have is and part of not knowing that there's going to be a minimum of 51. So it's oh. not a question of... So the the zoning, from what I understand, was put in place to avoid a green mile. Like, they didn't right. want them clustered all in one area. Right. You don't want to be... Um, you want to make area. sure that that every neighborhood is going That's to have this the opportunity to have it and that it's not going to be just clustered and not have like 20 and blue yeah. right so that would be like a green mile so yeah. not to do that um but to make sure that damn, that sounds like a great mile green mile no, no. damn that's a no, good mile i want to go there they're not gonna have blue Hill's about to be the green no, mile let's get serious and certainly not my section 51 though i mean i i just don't think there's going to be able to well i don't know i so that's the point i want yeah, well a minimum of 51 but will it work with the current zoning i don't know i would love to see the city put forth a map to show me how 51 will work with buffer zones and with the schools I, d- I don't know me too i don't know <laughs> Can I, 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 quick shout outs yeah, oh, yes no, well no. i just want while we're talking about zoning i think also important because some folks have called for well maybe there's not enough zoning some people have said well maybe we should be looking at daycare centers and after school programs and parks um, and what I, I don't want to do anything that is going to harm or uh, impede the opportunity for equity applicants to get into the business. And I understand that people are concerned around the safety of our children. Now, clearly, we're talking about adult use. Yeah. We uh, do not want to see diversion to minors. So I want to be crystal clear. And a good operator... Um, we'll be very clear about that in terms of the security. Um, uh, a good one is going to have multiple security checks. Absolutely. They're not even children are not even allowed no in way. the facility. Um, you know, so they, they have those safety things in place. But I also want to point out that our local CVS and our local Walgreens right. sell opioids. Right. No one is calling for buffer zones right. around mm. Walgreens no, or robbery, CVS. No, no one's saying that we need to have some sort of we can't have a cvs next to a school because 
they sell oxy. No one's saying that. So I just want us to. I think a CVS is riskier, too. If you look what happened well, yes. in Quincy last week. Last week in Quincy? Yeah, a guy came in with a gun and robbed them of uh, all their oxycodone and uh, suboxone. Um, yes. Two quick shout outs. One, Miriam Ortiz. You know, Miriam. Hey, Miriam. She said, uh, Clarity, Transparency, Accountability. Thank you, Kim. There Kim. it is. Uh, Mass Bay Canna. So, Chief is on here. Hi, Chief. Um, and he said, Council Janie knows her stuff. She'd be working, man. Yeah. The I'm homie trying. be working. Um, and he said, You've been waiting to see politicians in Boston uh-huh. do what you're doing, get involved, advocate for the cityans. And he said, Blue Hill Ave is already uh, the liquor store multi mile. Yeah. And, and that's what we don't. So, we don't want the clusters that we see with liquor stores and s- like that. So, that's why my yeah, understanding of why the buffer. I understand that, place. but the, the issue I, I see, like that, I like. I'm glad Mass Bay Canna commented because he's, he's the one on. who brought it Chief to my attention. Yep. Um, what, we, like, we both were at a uh, at a hearing in Boston uh, for Tito for his dispensary, and a gentleman came up, a young man, uh, black man, and basically said, "I'm mad at you, Tito. We we're friends, and now you're opening up across the street from me." <laughs> And I can't get my license if you get your license. So one of us is getting screwed, basically. So and it's because two people of color are going to be, you know, so let me say this buffer zone. Right. So on on the buffer zones, you know, I understand why they were put in place. I think I would like to see this map to see how 51 right. will work, because I do want to understand that. And what we don't want to do is harm folks uh, in terms of two people of color looking at the same location. You know, we're talking about a billion-dollar industry. In my mind, there's plenty for everyone. And what we don't want to do to each other is to be fighting each I other. Know. I didn't like that. The, the, the two-year period of preference solves that. The two-to-one ratio solves that. Huge. So those, that, that can be addressed here. Yeah. So if you have a two-year period of preference... And let's say one of, I don't know where either of them are yeah, in the process, either, but let's but say, let's say like, Tito is further, like away, it was like a block away in his, his, definitely his within pro- half a mile. Let's yeah. say that Tito's further in his process than mm-hmm. someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then we can find another location because we've got two years of priority here we where we can figure that out. out. We've got time to figure that out. But to and you guys point, that everything. doesn't completely, y'all are, y'all are onto something because how's that going to work half a mile? I don't know. Well, I, I want to see the map. I I, I'm curious to, to see the map. How really could you do, do that? You I, can't I do 51 half change. a mile. 51 is almost enough for three per neighborhood of Boston. Right, right. I mean, and then exactly. you're not going to hit them half a mile. Right. You're going to be violating and, 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 that. And the, and, the, and the other problem. Unless so you're going to relegate that them to very specific strips. And what we see all the time on the show when we have all these applicants from all over the state in is they're all running into the problem of just renting and leasing and trying to buy property. Like, yeah. this is the big fight that there's so limited spots that you can get into. You know, even if you have the money, because there's someone else trying to outbid you yep. or outgame you, or you finally get a lease and the landlord tells you, you know, uh, I decided to change it before you sign this lease. Uh, I'm actually going to own everything. Like, they, the landlords change it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get in the game. Yeah. They want everything. They want you to say, you know, sign this 10-year lease, and then you leave all your equipment in your business, and I own it. Yeah. If you If you don't resign, like, crazy stuff is happening. Well, that's why I get really worried. Like, I love what you're doing. Yeah. I think, and, I think and, you're and on the right track. It's a challenge. Thing. Securing a location is a challenge. I have someone in my district who is looking to open up a shop, not in my district, in Newmarket, and she's gotten um, so much pushback. And it's been such a hassle right. that now she's like, I'm gonna just going to pack up and go to another town. And all that money was wasted. 
Right. All that right. Because well, you have well, to rent. I don't rent think she pay. She lives in my district, and she is a black woman who lives in Roxbury who wants to open up in her community and was not, you know, she just got pushed back at every turn no. and is now, you know, looking to move elsewhere. And, you know, I think so we've got to be mindful, too, on the location piece um, that we can't be asking people to, to spend you so know, to money. sign a 12-month lease and start spending all this money, what my ordinance says is just uh, permission from the actual landlord and not... So there, you would have to have like a written agreement with the landlord, not necessarily that you're actually paying money on it now when you're not... In fact, you have no idea if your business will ever open up. Yeah, Can you imagine problem. that you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars? This is what these people are doing. Uh, to secure a location because you have to do it as part of the process. And that's what the people that we want to be opening businesses can't really do. do. No. Exactly. Okay. And if they do, they're working full-time jobs. Yeah. To, I mean, to throw it all down. This is what we've been talking to folks like Ross and some of the other so folks. So let me throw this up. idea out there. We need a green market next to the black market. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to have oh a green snap. mile, though. Not a green mile, but a green <laughs> market a green next mile. to the black market. <laughs> Go get some African mama land Wakanda swag and then stop next door and get you some black panther weed. <laughs> like so panther weed. Apple weed with like some yeah. black sprinkles. Yep. So... I am promoting equity. <laughs> I'm promoting thank you, cannabis. Thank you, city council. Just so that people know. <laughs> people, y'all can have that idea. That's y'all. You, you should That's do a show y'all. together. This is I'm awesome. promoting equity and ownership. See, this is the thing. Because people, these big companies, they want to talk about jobs. Oh, well, we're going to hire people from the community. Well, I want to know what the ownership stake are they going to have yeah. in your company. That's what I want to know. I like what, it. What do we talk about? Job. I mean, jobs are good. I don't want to act like jobs are not good. Of course, jobs are good. They're not as good as they used to be, though. And they're not as good as owning your jobs. own business. Ownership. Ownership. There it is. Ownership. It makes a big difference. Ain't enough to give me No one can fire you when you're on your own business. Own. Let me own. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So... Wow, this is awesome. I, I, I want to thank you again for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's an ordinance establishing equity regulation of the cannabis industry in the city of Boston. It's going to be coming up uh, before the Boston City Council in March. And the author is here, Boston City Councilor Kim Janey. Um, I'm so glad you brought this and you're explaining it thank to us. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you. you for coming. It's you're awesome. I'm glad thank to you. meet you today, thank you. too. Thank you, Mike. Um, They're I'm a little bit running over, so if you needed five minutes... Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Running yeah, you see, they're not here. They're on their way. Monica's on her way with the guests. All right. Rock and I'm up from the Foundation Movement are on tonight. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. They coming in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you got know? them on tonight. Oh, wh- are they yes. performing too? Oh, we should get some bars. Oh, yeah. We got to get some bars. Thank yeah. you. Do you know you know them too? Yeah. Oh, oh, for oh, many yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, me yeah. too. I love you, Rock. I booked yeah. him on the Rock Hamfast, is in trouble actually. over you. Way I'll back. tell you after. I'll tell you after. Oh, yeah. Don't tell on no, the no, radio. No, no, no. It ain't worth it. No, I'm going to tell you after. Good laugh. Good little laugh. Oh, I love it. Ernesto's coming in tonight. This is amazing. He's really good. He, uh, his father and him were actually the first, almost five years ago, E-Rock, Ernesto, and uh, his father, Felix, were the first guests we ever had on The Young Jerks. Oh, wow. You know that? He was on The Jerks? He didn't tell me that. Him yeah. and his pops were yeah. on The Jerks? Wow. E-Rock was spitting on there, too. He was when doing, was uh, this? Five the years The first ago? show ever. Like five years ago. That's cool. Yeah, April of what, 2013. Can I find that on your website? So, so almost know. six years Probably ago. Probably not. Six years ago. Or this April. Yeah, 2013. Six, years six weeks. 
Well, maybe I'm Six wrong. Maybe it's 2014. I don't oh, know. It was okay. five years ago this April. Yeah. Okay. We're doing our party. No, no, no. Look, We're doing our five years. I, I should get that plug in. April 27th. It's my birthday. It's also Happy the birthday. five year anniversary. It's also the show's birthday, which is awesome. Uh, it's a five year anniversary. We're having a party here at Down the Road Beer Company. Uh, we're inviting City Councilor Janie. Can you come down there now? I have no idea. I have to check with the person who does my gift. We need to check. We want you to come down. We have some great people come. Guys are, um, are on the uh, there. He's doing um, uh, interviews at NECAN, New England Cannabis. Yes, Convention. we got that coming up so too. This dude's doing NECAN. Yes, yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah, we are. We'll make that? sure to plug. It's, it's uh, at the Heinz Convention Center. It's the New England Cannabis Convention. It's a big deal. We're doing that as well. We're nominated for two awards there: best podcast, Excellent. best news source. Um, yeah. But we're doing our own party here, April 27th, our five-year anniversary party. Okay. We have uh, uh, state rep Nika Elogado coming. Oh, excellent. We got Tio Jackson. Excellent. We have Mass Maybe Cannabis. Maybe one of them can give me a ride. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll give, I'll, I'll drive you. Look. In his Prius. Yeah. Got you. Mass Cannabis <laughs> Control Commissioner Shilling Title going to be here as well. Excellent. Uh, so it's going to be a great event. Um, excellent. And we hope you will come as well. Yeah. I won't Am I invited? You my I w- yeah, you yes. send me that uh, invite. I will. I want to make sure I have a card, actually. Yeah, yes. I think you gave me one, but I want to make sure I... I'll I better be invited, Mike. I'm invited. Yeah, you're invited. Oh, good. You're part of it. Okay. You're oh, part good. of it. Yeah. Good. All right. So uh, before uh, we let you go, because you said something about uh, Shalene Title, who's a good friend She's of She's amazing. What does she think about she this? She has Paul, been, well, she um, has been very instrumental. People saying, I'm sorry, people saying your mic is still a little too hot, just FYI. Scott Mine? Winter Mine? Said that. Yeah. Scott Winter said, Mike, your mic is too oh, hot. Oh, don't listen to him. Huh? Don't listen to him. Can go you ahead. hear me? He's a musician. Don't listen. Can to you me. hear oh, me? Oh, damn it, Scott! Stop it. Can you hear me? All right, go ahead. Yeah, Everyone yeah. can That's hear me. That's all I care yeah. about. Okay, so uh, she was one of the panelists that I had uh, at my December hearing, um, and she has just been amazing in terms of just of her, you know, very generous with her time and her expertise. Um, uh, after I introduced this, uh, she called it a national model uh, in the globe. A she's national just, model. That's what she said. And I, she, she knows with more. It, yeah. <laughs> like, I think she's right. I mean, she's amazing. She's been so be helpful, doing. and she's been a leader, you know, on the on the commission, uh, in Pioneer, areas man. of she, exactly. Pioneer. And and this is what we need. We've got to make sure that there's an alignment. And so I certainly sought her out to make sure because people say, oh, can we do this? Is it aligned with the state laws? Is, is this going to be challenged? Is it illegal? Like. I have no, worked very hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah and I've worked very hard to make sure that I'm checking in with the right folks on the commission, with with my you know lawyers, with with different folks to make sure that this language, in fact, could pass muster. And anything that can't, there's always this section here at the end, exactly. But. Um, I yeah, think she's, she's, totally she's amazing. She's she's great. She is great. And this she led the conversation, I believe, on social equity at their most recent yeah. hearing that that uh, talked about creating that fund. Yes. Which is so important because we know that access to capital is a big barrier of, to entry for many folks who want to get into this business. And any business too. Exactly. Just, any it's business. Like it's, it's any cost business. Money, right. Exactly. And this business especially. It's right. even, you know, any business, and then you add cannabis to it. It's like kitchen, kitchen, kitchen. But it's if like we weddings. don't, if we don't get this right. In terms of the equity piece, just what a miscarriage of justice that will be. That if we have spent generations, uh, you know, locked up generations of black and brown folks, and then all of a sudden that the only people who are able to sell legal marijuana are, are rich white guys right. from out of state. 
who, who that, don't need that, the money. They don't that, need, they don't need be, this opportunity. Right. We need to make sure that this is an inclusive economy uh, where our people who have been harmed, who have been locked up, are able to get their foot in the door and, and create jobs for other people in their community, to create wealth uh, for their community. If we don't get this right this time, there is no, I don't think there is another opportunity like it coming yeah. along in the next 30 years. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, this is like a, uh, a once in a lifetime. This like, is yeah. it. When is this going to happen again? Yeah. Exactly. So, if not, you know, if you're against this, when are you going to actually do something about the issues that we're right. talking about? Right, and this is just about fairness. This is not, again, it's an ordinance to establish equitable regulation. This is not the, the decision to have retail shops open. That happened three years ago. Before I was on the council, voters in Boston, over, so the entire state, yes, but in Boston overwhelmingly supported the notion of legalizing, taxing, and regulating marijuana. 62, almost 63% voted yes and Jeez. said, yes, we want it. And so now the, question, now the question is, how do we roll it out? How do we do it in a way that is fair, just, and equitable? How do we make sure that people have, who have been harmed... Uh, have an opportunity to get their foot in the door and start a business. I think this is the way to do it. I'm glad that uh, we had you on and we could discuss this tonight and get into it because um, I, I, I really think this is important. There's not going to be any other major opportunities like this. And cities and towns like Lawrence, like Lynn, like Springfield, they should all be looking at this. They should all be saying, you know what, what is Boston doing now? Because you have it right here. It's right in front of you. This is the template. There it you is. You know what? Actually, if you could, um, I'm, I'll, I'll get that from your office and um, and float what it to, to, yeah, to counselors in different towns as a model, right? You can, yeah. you can keep this one. They need to yeah. look at this. But because you can get it online. Too. Well, yeah. This is an opportunity. So email it to they always counselors. talk about how we're going to empower people. Yes. You know, education's no, always talked about. Thank you. Education is awesome. Right but you know what you can really do? Give them economic empowerment give yes. them an opportunity exactly. to own a business that is on fire yes uh, i want to thank you again uh city council can Kim we give a thank you. her shirt i yes. knew she was going to come with something fly. she like totally competes with me on woke tees listen he always has something so i'm like i can't you know, i can't show up retired drug dealer people know and not you know retired dope boys out here seven I years that's 35 in normal years do something because I knew I was going to be sitting up here next With to Calvin. Calvin. Thank so. you too, Calvin, for coming in, booking this as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Calvin. And you're going to stick around with uh, Activist Hour next? Just a little bit if you want. Yeah, 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 15 I don't minutes. Know. I don't want to mess up. Here. I certainly want to see right. I'm gonna, I'm going to text Mo and see if they're close, so. but yeah. So we're out of here. Excellent. I want to thank uh, you coming in and uh, thank all for all the comments on our Facebook page. And hopefully we'll get the oh, phone line set up. Oh, I up your Facebook. I don't know if... Um, oh, it's the Young Jerks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that right. way I can you know um, right I can share, right like, up. when we have... With the hearing date is final, I yep. can make sure your, your viewers yep. and your listeners know. Perfect. I will email you And you're you available well. on iTunes? Oh, you're big time. Look yes. at this. iHeartRadio? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Excellent. Okay, good time. stuff. Good exactly. So I want to thank you again, City Council Kim Janey, coming in. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Calvin thank Policiano. You very much. Thank you. And at 8 p.m., uh, or it's already past 8 p.m., 8 or whatever, in a few minutes, Activist Hour is coming up with Calvin Feliciano and Monica Cannon Grant. And uh, City Council Kim Janey is going to be here for a few minutes with them as well. So stick around, check that out on the Violence in Boston Facebook page or Disrupt Boston Facebook page. Coming up in a few minutes. 
I'm Mike Crawford checking out. I'll see you next week. Young Jerks. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Excellent.